Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Listening to the Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Eric, promoting synthwave music and culture. All right, welcome to this episode of the Paradise Arcade. This is Eric. And this is Kyle. We have our special guest, Power Nerd, on. Wow, thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you too. Um, so it's it's really great that you're you're coming on the show, and uh, we've got some. You know, we're excited to talk to you about stuff that's going on. Uh, Kyle, you want to get going on this? I'm a huge fan. I'll just start cool. out with that. Um, yes. I really, I really, really love the music that you do, so I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. I'm honored. The honor is all ours. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I suppose, you know, we're just going to have a conversation about your music here. Um, yeah. What I, I guess what I could start out with is, how did you get started in the synthwave scene and or do you consider yourself synthwave or something else some other uh type of music mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it, it's started with um i started doing electronic music like i don't know it's like 10 years ago or 15 i don't know i kind lost track of time but i'm originally i studied chess guitar so I'm a chess musician, I'm a band guy. And when I started doing electronic music, I always wanted to, to add guitar to it. And it always sounded cheesy. <laughs> Until I discovered, I, I made a synthwave track per accident, like an 80s style track with guitars. And this track went quite well. So I, I started doing more of the stuff. And so I, I got into synthwave. And I was born in the 80s, so this kind of all got together with it. But it's for me, it's it's synthwave is the, the only style of electronic music um, which where you can play guitar to electronic beats, and it doesn't sound cheesy somehow. It's interesting. Or I, cheesy I would in agree. A good way. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. I mean, maybe like yeah. industrial would be the only other. Yeah, if you like it. Industrial you... is kind of... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not sure if I like industrial. It's, if it's Nine Inch Nails, it's okay. But many industrial music is kind of awkward for me. But doing synthwave, saying this style is awkward, is awkward too, I guess. <laughs> I know. Like, I, like, it's interesting you say, like, you know guitars and the electronic music is the only thing way that you can make it not sound cheesy but like you guys are mm-hmm. like really good like really jamming yeah. i mean you know as as kyle says i really you know enjoy your music so it's uh there's this funk kind of infused mm-hmm. sort of thing and and i guess i could see the jazz yeah. aspect of what you're saying in it yeah yeah i'm yeah that the thing is um or I think uh, most synth wafers come from metal, but I come from rock, rock and, and jazz. And that's the difference. Um, I'm not this, this shredding guy. 
I'm more of a of a rock guitarist, and I have I think I, I play a little bit more funk or jazz than most synthwave guitar players. Yeah, makes I hope this yeah makes sense. Yeah, I we, I would we, say come, that you come. are a shredder <laughs> because um, but, some of your um, tracks are the guitar is insane. But but I have to admit it's um, we are two guys playing guitar. The, the more the, the more shreddy guitar is is Mark. That's not me. I'm the, the kind of the bluesy guy. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you can't tell the difference if yeah it's it's difficult. But the the faster stuff is Mark. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you're the complete package. Both yeah, of you. look at that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, is there much of a scene, synthwave scene, where where you're at, or are you kind of isolated, if you will? What you're, what the, the kind of music that you're doing? Um, it's kind of growing, I think. It's there are some other acts like Edictum and Ultraboss, and there is Phil Cash who does the synthwave shows. Okay. Who, who books the synthwave show, and he's he's really helpful for the scene. Yes, um, yeah, and there's Cryptomorph, there are um, Miles Matrix. Yeah, yeah, there are kind of kind of a few um, acts for us in Austria. So Austria isn't that big, and Vienna especially, where most acts are, is is not that big. But the scene is it's here, and when um, like bigger acts are playing, or when we are playing, there are always uh, there is always a good crowd. It's I have the feeling there is a is a scene. It's not big, but it's big enough. <laughs> and would you say that the the fans or the, the scene that's there, they're really enthusiastic about the music versus maybe being more casual? I think so. The, the thing is, we are always um, selling very much um, merchandise. And that shows me that people are really digging the stuff and that they want to, to, to want to engage. That's interesting. Uh, I played in, in many bands before, and um, this kind of dedicated scene is special. Absolutely, I agree. It's What's crazy is, like, with the last couple of years, it seems like mm -hmm. there are cities across the world where there's a handful of synthwave artists get together mm -hmm. and create this mm -hmm. very passionate, very engaged scene yeah. so like yeah. be it portland yeah. or minneapolis where we're at or mm -hmm. atlanta and those very in, you know and again helsinki um it's yeah. just they seem to be popping up in random places like some of it makes sense yeah. but i don't know is yeah. there a big scene in even like new york i don't i don't know in new york i never hear about any shows out there yeah i don't really that's true yeah that's interesting yeah. so it's new york and you never hear from new york yeah exactly so there's like this it doesn't seem to be popping up in places you would expect normal music scenes True. to be coming up, which is great. True. And I think the mm -hmm. fans overall, I mean, would you agree, like, that your fans are all over the place? It's not just, you don't just have a local following. You're obviously talking to us in the United States. But there yeah. seems to be this, like, it doesn't matter if you're from one country or another. You know, you're not, it's not like yeah. Krautrock right. Rock or, or, Whatever particular scene, if you're making synthwave, doesn't matter where yeah. you're at, your fans are all over the place. Yeah. Worldwide appeal. Yeah, totally. I, I guess um, it's because um, synthwave is kind of an internet thing. 
Yeah. It's 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 got um, big in in the internet. Live shows uh, came later, so I think people are discovering the stuff on, on on the internet, and so they are from all over the place. It's kind of a, a nerdy scene. Yeah, it's it, it really is. I love it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's. I, I kind of want to go back to like how you were how you got into synthwave, and and you're saying it's kind of almost mm-hmm. an accident because it just. Yes, seems to have met your particular skill set and what you're trying to do, and it matched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think? I mean, was that? Are there particular influences? A lot of people, you know, like they could name John Carpenter as an influence, or you know, New Wave, or whatever it is. Are, are you? Is it really mm-hmm. just truly an accident, or do you have things that you kind of look to that you've been inspired by? I'm. Yeah, it's um, of course I'm I'm a kid of the '80s, so I have this nostalgia. Yes, and I have this um, um, Night Rider. Yeah, you no know Night Rider. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this, of course I have a strong feeling seeing Night Rider and this '80s kind of stuff, this VHS style. But uh, music-wise, my my biggest heroes are AC/DC and stuff, <laughs> and I, I was in a hardcore punk band when I was yeah like 2000 and then I was in a 60s band and so I, I'm not um, just 80s it's not it's no religion for me but I I like it and I I, I think synthwave is is the fusion of 80s with your personal style so I guess if you hear some some funk and chess with power nerd that's my personal style um, approach to synthwave, and it's with most um, artists like they have their personal um, ingredient to synthwave. Yeah. So this '80s bass, and on top of it, like your personal style of it, and it can be everything. I like that. Uh, that us, makes sense? Yeah, us being children of the '80s yes. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we that's, totally that's understand. Yeah. And yeah. I and I really appreciate th- those influences because like mm-hmm. it's so distinct, but it, and it and it really cuts mm-hmm. across versus other you know kinds of synthwave, and mm-hmm. I and I love that diversity in the sound. And what I really yeah, appreciate is that you could dance to your music. You know, you could get up, you could yeah. move around, and and there's a lot of yeah. and I appreciate all synthwave you know there's a lot of cinematic stuff Mm -hmm. where you really can't move around it's more of like a listening experience Mm -hmm. and i could appreciate that but when someone Mm -hmm. like when you go out and you see a band or you see someone perform Mm -hmm. you want to like be moved and get up and going about it and that's what i really love about what you're doing with with power nerd is like there's energy to it as opposed to yeah being casual um, yeah that's that's our goal as I said, I, I'm, I'm coming from rock, and our singer is from heavy metal, and so we kind of want to do a, a cool show where you can dance to. So Power Nerd itself, as as far as the band goes, is there three or four of you that perform? Now we're three. Three, okay. It's it's three, and, and I built a, a drum robot. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's amazing. That's, and then you yeah. and you're pretty you're fairly actually theatrical with with your you know presentation. Is there a particular like mm-hmm. influence behind that, or you just don't want to show yourselves? What's the costumes are great. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah, and I have to admit I'm a big Daft Punk fan, so it's it wasn't my idea. <laughs> but I, I, I love the, um, the point that, um, that the people behind the band are not visible and are not um, important to the music. So you can enjoy the show, look to the musicians and you don't, yeah, you don't, don't see actual people, except our singer. He's the, the, the lead guy. So you can watch him and the robots. And so now with our drum robot, it, it gets a little weird because <laughs> we're, <looking, laughs> we're looking like robots and there is an actual robot playing drums. That's awesome. Yeah, the, yeah I hope he doesn't catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that would make it's, for a good live show. Yeah. That's true. Maybe a fake fire, but the real fire. <laughs> Maybe the, not The risk much, is always yeah. here. <laughs> Because <laughs> because I'm building this stuff and I'm kind of uh, yeah I don't know I'm no professional robot builder so kind of a risk in there but I hope it all went well and he plays a good show. <laughs> you never know. Have you had any aspiration to you know tour either you know broader Europe or come to the United States and mm -hmm. bring your show out or is that not mm -hmm. really like wh where are you at with that? Um, we would love to, but it's it's not so easy because we're a band and we we can't do it for free. Right. You know, it's um, it's just if I were alone, I I could play for free or uh, like for traveling. Yeah. But with free people and a robot and stuff, so if <laughs> yeah, robots gotta eat. So that we we <laughs> and yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, but that's, that's just more expensive than one guy with a laptop. Right. I, I just, we, we can't, and so now we're on a point we would love to play more, but it's not so easy. Right. We, we have, yeah. Our, our goal is to play tours, but yeah, it's, it's, we, we have to check that. We have a good booking agency here, so let's see. And so of how course, it's, it's our goal. How often are you playing live shows currently? Mm, now, last year we, we played about 30 or 40 gigs. Wow. So it's, it's okay-ish. This year is not so much um, actually um, booked, but we're looking forward. Um, yeah. We like playing live. Because yeah, I would love to see you guys live. Like that, so, you know, there's a selfish reason that yeah. I'm asking that question. <laughs> obviously um so yeah. and, and that makes sense you know that there's uh, obviously mm -hmm. because there's you've got to get a a working visa if you come to the united yeah, states and then yeah. it's if you're bussing it where you're staying mm -hmm. you, are you getting because mm -hmm. venues aren't always the most prompted paying you out like there's a lot that goes mm -hmm. into it and if you're just an independent act, yeah. I can see that it's a challenge. And obviously, yeah, I'm sure it's that just some, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Even if I, I would love to, I, I can't afford it. And that's the, the sad thing about about it. But yeah, we will see. We're looking forward. Maybe we get famous and then we are rich. And <laughs> there you so go. We can play everywhere. That's that's the plan. It's a simple plan. We're working on it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a really great plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good but, you business know, plan. Thinking about this, how Synthwave is a, a global 
thing where anyone mm. around the world, because of the internet, anyone around the world can enjoy it. And then yeah. the opposite end That's of true. it. Mm. The touring is difficult because everyone all over the yeah. world. So do you, are you like, I would imagine there has to be some sort of strategy. So like, would you do like a festival or do festivals where it's more of an isolated kind of a thing? So you're not traveling all over the place, but you're doing, you know, mm. one big festival at, a, at mm. you know, in Poland or wherever it is. We would, yeah, we would love to play everything, every good show. But we, we have to get invited. <laughs> and that's the difficult part because as, as a synthwave act, you're kind of in between. It works very well in the in the scene. But outside the scene, you just um, many people don't understand what you're doing. It would be last a tough sell. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, we had this last year. We had many gigs, no, normal gigs, like um, where people don't know synthwave. And people just didn't get it. They, it, it didn't click. It was kind of a strange experience. That I, can happen too. I, I really, I actually completely understand what you're saying because yeah. um, Kyle and I, we were part of a, a synthwave group here in the, in Minneapolis, and mm. and we have a chance to interact with people that come to shows. And some people that yeah. show up, they just do not even understand what's going on. They're like, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. this. I don't understand yeah. the appeal. And to me, it's it seems so inherently obvious what makes it so good. And it's, yeah. kind, it's kind of weird it's, that people just don't understand it or think maybe it's yeah. jokey or, you know, depending yeah. on what the, what the bend is, how the performers tilt to do yeah. what they're doing. So that's, that's a good point. I, I just, like, I see, it's, like, Perturbator played uh, the Poland mm. Rock Festival, and there was, like... Yeah. Nope. 40,000 people rocking out to him. Uh, yeah. But I think Perturbator is, isn't, he, he um, works differently. His music, um, the metal crowd gets this kind of music. It's, yeah. it's, it's not this obvious synthwave style anymore. Yeah. It's very heavy, very slow. It's very special. And it hasn't, it's, it's not cheesy at all. And a synthwave often is cheesy, but that's in, part of why we like the, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But but we, we don't see the cheesiness anymore. Or and if you play, um, we play last year. We played a, a festival gig in England, and people just thought it was kind of a total um, cover band, and they just I, I don't know they didn't understand it at all. They made fun of it. And it's oh, so, kind of hard sometimes. Yeah, I, I just because to me, like even if you, <laughs> you if you separate maybe visual element of what you're doing, like mm -hmm. I think yeah. that the the funk rock aspect mm -hmm. conveys so well that even if you didn't yeah. see anything, it should it, it should transcend. Mm -hmm. So it's it's difficult for me. It's sad for me, I should yeah. say, that people uh, mm -hmm. wouldn't respond well to what you're doing. They don't know what they're missing yeah. out on. It's damn right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was a really hard situation for me. Um, going, it was one gig in England. You, you fly there. Yeah. And then you play and, and nobody cares. And um, some people are just making fun of it or 
yeah, it was a very strange situation. And this can happen if you play outside of the synthwave scene. So you have to be aware. <laughs> that's a, I mean, and that's a, a, honestly a very fair tip to folks that are playing because yeah. I think it's easy yeah. to get swept up in the energy and the excitement from the people within the scene, yeah. and you think that it translates yeah. to a larger yeah. thing, and and that's not really always mm -hmm. true. Again, you you hit on a good point mm -hmm. with like perturbator hitting in the metal scene. Like metal people understand yeah. uh, a lot of times it's, the yeah. that the dark wave kind of thing because. They yeah. like horror movies, so they understand horror movie sound, you know, scores and things of that nature. Whereas mm -hmm. if you go the other way, if you're going more like, you know, new wave or or funk mm -hmm. or whatever you're adding to it, that not might not necessarily mm -hmm. translate, and they think that you're jokey. Because I think even like Chromio, mm -hmm. like people kind of mm -hmm. think that they're sort of schlocky. A little yeah, bit. yeah, and that's yeah, their goal. True. Exactly. Yeah. And they are very cool for me. They're there is yeah I, you have to to appreciate this kind of cheesiness now going to, back to, to get it, I guess. yeah what you were saying about dark wave no mm -hmm. patty i follow i'm friends with you on facebook and yeah i remember you posting some stuff about wanting to do more dark wave tracks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and always there's always synth wave coming out or what what post do you mean? Well, you're just saying like you know what do you think? I'm thinking of doing more dark wave stuff, and with mm -hmm. you know the music that you do, you you don't stick really to one type of yeah. synth wave stuff. You yeah, know, you've mm -hmm. expanded and you've done many other things. Yeah, is that something that you want to pursue more? Is doing more dark wave uh, style mm -hmm. music? I don't know. <laughs> My pro uh, <laughs> the, the, the problem, it isn't really a problem, but I'm, I can't stick to a certain style. Um, uh, one EP sounds like this, the other EP sounds like that for me. That there's a very big difference between our la latest uh, album and the EP before. It's kind of very different music, but I, I just can't force myself to make the same style over and over again. Like, uh, I discuss this with, with friends quite often. There are people who have one style, like Time Cop. Yeah. He has his certain style and it, he's the best in it. But I, I couldn't do that. Even if I wanted, I, I have to, to try different things, you know? And like, I like that. This EP is yeah. More. yeah. Cool, thank you. <laughs> so, would that, do you think, and, and I don't know, do people have a hard time with that? I think in Synthwave, probably people are a little more think, open yeah. to the variety of, it's like a very David Bowie. If, you listen, if you're to David mm -hmm. Bowie, every album is going to be different. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but, but if you listen to ACDC, they make one song. And like for 40 years, it's <laughs> <laughs> always my, but yeah, they're, and they're these two types of, of artists. There is the, the, the one, like the David Bowie or the ACTZ guy. It's very interesting. Both is good. Yes. Both is good. And everybody has to decide. Well, they don't have to decide. You could like whatever, you could like both. Mm. 
obviously. Yeah, as an as as a fan, but as an artist, you oh, sure. you either do you, <laughs> your style or, or different style. It's very, it's totally okay. It's totally fine. And so I I I know I am more of the guy who who tries um, with this release. Uh, I try the the harder stuff, the more I don't know A O R. You know A O R. Adult orientated rock. Okay. Yes. You know. You know this. Yeah. Adult orientated <laughs> rock. Yes. That's a strange name. <laughs> that is. It is. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> this is new to me. <laughs> but I guess our, our last our latest release is kind of a little bit A O R, or I'm completely wrong. I don't know. Like this rock, this '80s rock, and uh, you know that the the EP before. The brainwave accelerator. Yes. yes. I really like the video for brainwave accelerator. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have our, the, our guy, Ivo or Keke, who does uh, many of our videos, and he kind of got very deep into this video. So it's kind of a this is the actual music video, but nobody got it. Because oh. everybody thought this is the, the making of and that the original video got lost or something. But this is the actual music video. It's fantastic. I love it. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> very strange. But I also really, really love the video for White Cars. Yeah, thank you. That was the same guy. Same guy did the video. He's, he's very good. Very, perfect. Very artsy and... Yeah. Now, in that video, yes, down at the bottom of the screen, there would be, you know, something like, here's the fan club. Yeah. Is the email address for that fan club, does that work? I think KK is the kind of guy who, who makes that work, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to find out for myself. <laughs> I definitely want to know. <laughs> and obviously, you know, speaking of some of these videos, you have worked with a lot of other artists mm -hmm. in the scene. Yes, um, I did. It, how I how do you go about, you know, um, connecting with these people and then going forward and making music? Um, I... I use Facebook. Okay. So do you contact them or do they contact you? Is it a mix of both? Um, the, the, the power net releases are, are mainly, I, I ask them to, if they want to call up and how and do, and then we do. Yeah. So, so right now I'm working, at, it's kind of secret, but the next release with me will be a call up album. Yeah, with Sweet. one of the artists you I already did collabs with. It's gonna be okay. amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And working very hard. So, are yeah. I mean, are you constantly making music? I mean, is that is it a or is it an ebb and flow? I know some people they kind of have intense week or or mm -hmm. a month, and then they kind of take time or. Are you mm -hmm. always kind of consistently working on stuff? I, I, th I think I work very 
kind of constantly, but I also I also um have now I have hobbies besides my hobby. <laughs> so I like this building stuff. I I bought a 3D printer. Oh, okay. And yeah, and I, I printed the robot, the big parts of it, and stuff. I'm kind of I'm really a nerd. So so I, I like building things, and I make music quite constantly. Yeah, and I have a job. <laughs> well, you're very busy. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's Why? incredible. How do you how do you like can fit so much stuff in in a regular yeah. life working doing music which is mm -hmm. consistent and then pursuing other hobbies mm -hmm. and then uh, hopefully a personal life on top of that you know like so oh, it's yeah. incredible the, the the productivity out of you and, and a lot mm -hmm. of folks honestly it's mm -hmm. it's incredible what people can do with the time that they have or the mm -hmm. short period of time that they have uh, um, going yeah. going back I think it's go ahead Oh, yeah, no, I just think it's um, making music is kind of a, a hobby which gives you energy back. It's it's not like oh, it's 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 so so exhausting. It's it's something if you like doing it, it doesn't feel like work, you know. Yeah, so it's you can do quite, you can produce music and then feel fresh after it, or you get something back, and that's the cool thing. So it's. Um, so it's one of those things that like, I mean, would you, so you say it gives you energy, gives you release. So it's something that you look forward to doing mm -hmm. then, obviously like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of an addiction to it's, it's like if I'm on, on vacation or holidays, I just can't wait to get back home and make music. <laughs> so I really love doing it. So when you talk about your latest album. Yeah, why not? So, uh, Far From Human just came out a couple months yeah. ago now. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us about, you know, the idea that you had going into it? You know, as you're saying, you every album EP is different. Uh, did you approach mm -hmm. this album with any certain thought? Um, yeah, I, um, it's, it's kind of a... As I said, it's 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 like this this heavy rocking album with our new singer. So he that's the first uh, release with him, and we wanted to go like this um, f uh, fuse, um, making a fusion of heavy metal like 80s, 80s <laughs> like Iron Maiden uh, vocals with synthwave, with harder rocking synthwave, and some instrumental tracks. And this album got quite nicely it's um yeah some instrumental tracks yeah it's got a, a yeah are there any plans for it to be released on vinyl um there you have to ask uh, laser discs records it's i'm not knowing of it right now but i hope so in the future because vinyl sells very good people love vinyls in synthwave that is very true, and and we're one of those yeah. folks that collect vinyl records. Yeah. So that's it was obviously it's a very leading question because uh, <laughs> Kyle's much more of an avid collector than I am. The, uh, his collection is yeah. synthwave, especially collection is impressive. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. And that's a huge. So I mean, 
you're saying that the vinyl sales are pretty good in the synthwave community, and do you find that when you release mm-hmm. them that they do really well for you? Like, are you, are you kind of impressed that such an old mm-hmm. technology does so well? Yeah, but I think it's um, for music lovers, it's the best um, technology, actually, because the, the sound really is um, very good, and the tactile um, feeling, you have this, this big... Um, picture and you can touch it is quite important so you have something like um, nowadays with Spotify you don't have anything music gets um, that the physical um, aspect gets lost with it so if you have a vinyl that's that's a different thing it's it's very um, physical as I said. And, and I absolutely agree with you I love that tactile mm-hmm. interaction with yeah. music because yeah. You have to you have to put it on take it out of the sleeve and put it on a record player and you have to turn it and you have to take yeah. care of it, and mm. I like that you have to be really engaged with it. It's not one of those things like you saying mm-hmm. Spotify where you you put mm-hmm. it on your car or you put it on when you're doing stuff and you can walk away from it. Not really. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Where this you actually have to pay attention mm-hmm. to active listening, active yep. listening, and yep. and I really appreciate that. Totally, it's a different approach. Because um, when I was young, <laughs> there was no Spotify. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> there was this kind of, <laughs> of cassettes and and vinyl, and so I hadn't um, access to that much music. And it it changes the, the way you hear music. I had my AC/DC cassettes, and I, I played them over and over, or at the Chili Peppers stuff when I was young. And this was very um. um very important for me like you had this this one cd later then and you you listen to it over and over yeah and nowadays i'm kind of a spotify guy so i if i like something i, I listen to it like three four times and it, it, it lost its value and there's so much more music out nowadays i i, ha- I have the feeling i, I don't know yeah it's I hard think. to keep up with all the, the music access. that's coming out yeah and so it, it kind of, of it, the value, it's, it's a different value, it's a different mm-hmm. um, approach and people consume it differently. So yeah. they, the kind, or younger people, I don't know, but you, you have a song you like, you listen to it, but you don't know the artist maybe. Yeah. Or this and this and, and playlists, like playlists. And you, you get the playlist from Spotify, it's an algorithm. So it's very different. It's a, how you consume music nowadays. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. The first tape I ever bought with my own money was ACDC's Back mm-hmm. in Black. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing I ever you know bought. That, that it's, it's awesome. <laughs> you know that, that Back in Black is the, the second best-selling album of all the time? Yeah. Behind Michael Jackson's thriller i guess yes that's i didn't know that that's crazy yeah back in black is one of those albums that's loved by pretty much everyone (laughs) everywhere in any genre Mm -hmm. of music you just get it yeah it's just one of those things yeah it's the pinnacle of what they do well like Mm -hmm. that's their most polished acdc thing that they've ever done it was the same song that they've been making for 40 years (laughs) that was the (laughs) ultimate version yes (laughs) (laughs) but the best version of this exact song yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, 
it's crazy because it's the, the first uh, album with um, Brian Johnson yep. after Bon Scott died. And so that's actually kind of impressive that the, the first release with a new singer gets so much, um, is, is, gets so much um, love. Because people didn't know how he will perform or how he sounds. And he was basically hand-chosen by Bon Scott, sort of. Yeah. The story go. I don't know if you know the story. So, I don't know. They were touring because Bon Scott's originally from Scotland, and I think they were in Europe touring or something like that. And Bon Scott had said to the rest of the the guys, "This guy's a really good rock singer." And they had remembered that. So then, after Bon Scott died, they reached out to him to audition. Mm-hmm. And he and that singing that he does that you know mm-hmm. as Brian Johnson, he only started that with ACDC. Like the first time he ever sang mm-hmm. like that was with them. Okay. Interesting. Because he was it with Jordy, his band was yes. named Jordy. Jor- Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and I never heard it. Ne- yeah, neither have I. Because <laughs> why would I mean, kind of why would you? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I'm letting my ACDC nerd them show a little bit oh god it's okay it's okay i can't remember the first uh cassette cd or whatever i bought was it's amazing it was so special to me i remember being gifted a cassette of the eagles (laughs) i didn't want that no hotel california for me please (laughs) yeah my my first CD was Leningrad Cowboys. You know them? Leningrad no, I don't Cowboys. actually. <laughs> you have to, to Google them. I, I will. Cowboys. Leningrad Cowboys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, it sounds familiar. I think I might have heard of them before. They had a, they were quite big back then. In was it ninety one, ninety two, nineties? Actually, I, I want to say that the first. CD I ever bought was probably Sir Mix-a-Lot's Mac Daddy. <laughs> oh, yes. That nice. is a very you thing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, grow, I grew up on hip-hop, and then I went to yeah. metal, and then I, I... It was a weird combination. How did you, how did you get to hip-hop? Like, how did you arrive at hip-hop first? I have no idea. It, it was just a thing. The people I, you know, was hanging out with as a kid, that's what they listened to, so. It was like, cool. we, no offense to you, but you're old enough where the hip-hop <laughs> craze didn't hit white folks mm. when you started getting into it. That was, you know, around mm. 92. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Death NW, Row. Yeah, Death Row, NWA. Okay, yeah, that's... Wasn't that... Vanilla Ice. Oh yes, Vanilla. A huge fan of Vanilla Ice, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I won't deny that. Hip hop, (laughs) cool as ice. So so, yeah, I don't know. That was that was my experience. And MTV, I watched a lot of MTV, and they you know played a lot on MTV. Ah, MTV was good back then with Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah. Times, yeah. So were you exposed a lot to American culture growing up? Like, did you have access to a lot of stuff? Yeah, sure. I guess as uh, here you you always looked to America or England like to just 
pop culture thing. There wasn't much here in Austria. Kind of got this Austropop, it's Austrian music with German um, lyrics. Yeah. But the, the the cool stuff always was happening happening in America or England. Like, but right now we have a good um, Austrian scene, but that's kind of new for us that we have this um, self. How do you say self um, esteem? No. Self made. That we um, yeah, that we um, think we are cool. <laughs> it's, it's is that like it's more cool. specifically just with synthwave, or is there larger music genres also no, happening? Not in... It's they're larger thing like pop and and stuff. Austria right now is kind of cooler than Germany. Yeah. So that the cool people coming from Austria like hip hop and and rock music and they are big in Germany too. That wasn't the case like for 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 a long time. Now it's like it's it's hip to be Austrian. Can I ask kinda. ask something because I want to know if this yes. is true. Do do <laughs> Germans make fun of Austrians mm-hmm. for having like fancy accents? Because I heard the uh, story that when Terminator was released in Germany, they didn't <laughs> allow Arnold Schwarzenegger to record his lines in. Um, German or uh, because his his accent wasn't tough enough. Yet it sounds funny. Um, I think uh, Austrians make makes jokes about German accent and the other way around. Gotcha. Everybody makes that. I mean, that um, makes sense. Everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I heard even, that. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Even um, different. Um, uh, parts of Austria make fun of other parts, other accents in Austria. We have many different accents in Austria, and so. Well, it's the same here yes. in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Except we just have yeah. more space between people. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> more people to make fun of. That's also true. That it's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kyle. What else you got? I don't know. I'm having a hard time just not trying to be a huge fanboy <laughs> right now. For my, my fanboy of, of Power Nerd? Yeah. Really? Why? I love your music. Hey, you can show it. I need this. Say something nice. <laughs> <laughs> Every album that you do, I love. Oh, thank you very much. Which one? I, you know, Keep going. and I, I could. <laughs> And I could never just pick one album or EP that would be my favorite because I like them all. And on each one, there are songs that I just completely love. You know, I'd said before, White Cars. I'm crazy about that song. I love that. BMX. It also really hits the the nostalgia factor for me. And every track on Testosterosa is absolutely amazing. And didn't you work with Cody Carpenter? On that, on one of the yeah. songs in that EP, yeah, yeah. Maniac Driver, yeah, amazing. That yeah, was nice. You can play quite well. Then Brainwave Accelerator, so cool. Needs more attention. That's this is it. kind of the, the 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 lost EP. I think I got quite crazy because nobody kind of of, of um, checked that it was out. I don't know. Kind of. 
too too strange or such a strange thing that um, it didn't sell well. It was strange. People just need to. Well, it was. They just need to discover it. People, go out, listen to Brainwave Accelerator. <laughs> listen to it. Watch <laughs> it the music thing. video. <laughs> it's a music video. It's <laughs> awesome. And then Far From Human. Great tracks in that. Yeah. And I really love Space Disco. Thank you. Yeah, it's the, the one different track. It's, it's the most um, electronic track on it. Kind of most dancey track. That's great. Mm. <laughs> what what else can I say <laughs> to make you feel better? Well, I'm, I'm I'm quite satisfied. I'm sitting here now. He's relaxed. glowing, probably. Yeah, I'm I'm glowing. <laughs> glowing, glowing here. <laughs> no, thank you very much. It, it means a lot for me because I'm never sure how how people um think about power. How do it's like I'm not even sure how I discovered your music initially. But uh, maybe internet. Uh, it was it was probably the internet. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I found it on my own or if somebody said, "Hey, check this band out" or whatever it was. But I, I can't even remember what the first track I heard was. But um, as soon as I found out that it was on vinyl, I got that instantly. Uh, Nerd Power, I got on vinyl and. Um, I'm hoping that in the future it gets a repress because I know um, there is still demand for that on vinyl and people would want that and I would yeah. definitely buy it again. Kyle loves vinyl so much he'll buy multiple copies of it. Yes. Nice. It's, and, I, and when I saw Testosterosa was coming out on vinyl, it was just instant buy. I was so excited to get that. Thank you. Uh, so I guess maybe look like one of the last things I want to touch on is, um, so you are a traditional musician mixing, uh, electronic mm-hmm. aspects of, um, music with what you're doing. Do you have a, a more tactile approach? Do you use synthesizers? Do you use, um, or do you do virtual stuff mm-hmm. or using like Ableton or like, how, how are you kind of creating your music? Um, it it evolves. It it's it's. Um, I have um, kind. Of, I I was or I am kind of addicted to buying and and selling synthesizers and stuff. So I I had much stuff, but now I'm I, I reduced it to the the core pieces, like this Akai S950 sampler. It's in front of me. I'm kind of telling that the Roland nice. MKS30, the MKS50. Cork set free, then the Waldorf Q behind of me, there's the, the Behringer Model E and the Behringer 303 clone. And I have synth guitars, Roland stuff. Nice. And yeah, that's some guitars back there, and this is my, my, my stuff. But I'm actually using very much software too, so it's a blend. It seems to be like yeah. the, the it, it's it's funny because there's a few of our friends synthwave friends that mm. sort of hide their their buying synthwave or synthesizer obsessions. Mm. So like uh, Galaxy Eighty buys tons of synthesizers, mm-hmm. and so does our our buddy uh, North Innsbruck. Like their rooms mm-hmm. are filled with synthesizers. I'm like, how do you guys afford mm. these things? Because yeah. they're not cheap. Sometimes people yeah, get good deals though. Yeah, but you've got like mm. thirty synthesizers in a room. That I mean, 
Yeah. That that's yeah, you that's can money. build it. <laughs> that's money. But it's the cool thing with old synthesizers is you don't lose money. You can see it as an investment. Think about it. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's not lost, so it's kind of you, you buy it. If you don't want it anymore, you can sell it. I, I do that quite often. So I, I buy stuff which is interesting, but if it doesn't work out for me, I can sell it and I have no loss. So it's kind of cool. And I'm sure in some cases you might even be able to make money because the demand for the old synthesizers yeah. is just going up. Yeah, I can do that. And um, I can repair some stuff because I'm a nerd, as you know. Yes, so I can, I've heard this. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I buy broken stuff and I can fix it. So I can, if I want, yeah, I could do that. I can, so I can sell it. That's possible too. And it's quite nice. Yeah, but it's um, the funny thing is I'm using more and more software. The, the, the more I produce, the better I get. The more I, I'm starting now to, to uh, use plugins because they're very convenient and sound really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the Often things that I've noticed is that you can reproduce mm -hmm. a synthesizer sound really well virtually. Yeah. And as you said, because yeah, like North Innsbruck, he does everything. Mm -hmm. He sets all of his synthesizers up, runs them through MIDI, and he has to have all of mm -hmm. his synthesizers on to access a sound. Where like virtually mm -hmm. you just get to plug the stuff in and it's it's very yeah. easy. Where I, I can't Definitely. four 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 hours to set up to make half an hour worth of music just is yeah. kind of absurd. It's true. <laughs> it can be annoying. So, so I'm, lately I got quite obsessed with the perfect setup. So I got it quite nice now, so I can reach everything I have with my arms. So it's this reduced setup and it's all working so i don't have to to plug stuff and that's quite nice that's awesome that's and do you cool. it does the flow like help you just produce better mm. like what i mean is it just a matter mm. of comfort for yeah. you i don't know i don't know if it's it's even necessary to have this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just but, you're but just why not out. You know? yeah why not i agree yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could do everything um, with plugins. It's like I, I think Mitch Murder is, is only software, and he he sounds very good. Yeah, I know so, a lot of yeah. a lot of artists uh, have a hard time actually a lot of it. live mm -hmm. because they only do plugins. That's it. That's all they do. Yeah, yeah. So so I I, I am lucky playing guitar, so it's it's easier to transfer that. It's <laughs> It's quite easy. So if you can play guitar, you're, you have luck with Synthwave because you just can play it. And, it's okay. and, and then seeing it live is so much more engaging. You know, it's just not somebody with a yeah. laptop and a, and a you know, trigger, MIDI triggers. It's someone mm. playing something. And, you know, I know Droid Bishop does that. He plays guitar um, over yeah. his stuff. And it, it, it's just a really, it, it, so much more enjoyable live. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. It's because um, I think Synthwave is kind of this this in between electronic music and, and real or band music, and it's it's not like elect like techno, where you don't want to see the artist or you don't right. have to see the artist, just get with the vibe. It's it's it should be a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. To watch the act, so it's it's I think many artists have a hard time 
with their laptop or it's kind of yeah it's hard i, I just read that laser punk won't do any more live shows because he had got the feeling that that he, he doesn't give enough for the audience is that what the what it was yeah yeah I, I read I, that yeah because i read that, that he said he's not going to do anything more i'd like yeah, we got to see him and he was great yeah <laughs> this is laser punk. but yeah i think yesterday he posted the reason why and it's because he has the feeling that that his live show isn't good enough it's not yeah it's not up to, to his his own expectations so he, he stops doing it kind of a interesting or a very brave step to do i think so, yeah. do you feel that you give all you can when you do a live show um and i'm also constantly working on the, the live part show uh, live, live show part <laughs> so yeah i want yeah i want to do as much live as possible but not too much i also tried playing um the the playbacks quite live with synthesizers and stuff and that doesn't make it better that's interesting so we decided to to play playbacks and guitar and vocals and drums are extra so this is the perfect combination of of playbacks and and live parts so if if i wanted to to play everything live i think it it, it wouldn't sound that good you know i see very interesting yeah i mean i agree with that absolutely and you yeah. know and depending on how complex your music is you yeah, know totally yeah. it, it, it could be very different. difficult to do so you yeah. know the balance of can now, uh, yeah it's you have it's 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 not um better only because it's it's live synthesizers or stuff it's that was a misconception from me i, I had in the start so now i'm, I'm doing this uh, playbacks and very um, important for us is also the the, the visuals are synced yeah. and now the drum robot and stuff it's he plays live he's also synced will be a media that's very much stuff to be aware of in a live situation it's, it's kind of demanding for me i have to check that everything works out or not yeah i was gonna say i mean yeah if you because so you're running all of your the visuals and the, the mm -hmm. robot yourself then yeah oh that's yeah, a I, lot I, of I work to, yeah it's kind of but i i have to yeah, right <laughs> it's it, it, and the reason why I, I like I, I say that because like you know when being so far away we I, I guess I have a skewed perception of of how big mm -hmm. Power Nerd actually is because you know the internet and you're in Austria and I, and I it yeah. it's like do you you don't have a, a tech or someone on the background doing running that stuff for you like it's it's kind of crazy to think that mm -hmm. you're yourself doing all this stuff yeah but it's kind of my passion and uh, oh, makes sense. I actually like doing this stuff. I'm now um, learning like coding Arduino stuff for the, oh, okay, yeah. for the, for, for the lights because the, the drum robot plays um, this, this drum pads and they are lighting up with LEDs and in sync with media and it's all a light show and I'm programming this, this Arduino stuff and it's, I'm, I'm yeah. It's, it's okay, let me, let me get this right. <laughs> Because I want to, I want to make sure that I'm understanding what I'm hearing. <laughs> Your drum robot plays yes. actual drum pads that trigger live 
the lights. Yeah. The lights. Oh, the, okay. Okay. I, I can't um, I can't tell you how exactly it works because it's very top secret. Okay. Well, he's playing. <laughs> he's, he's playing in in rhythm. That's he has crazy. arms. Has two arms and a head, and the head has um, lead eyes, and the, the eyes are synced with media and stuff. It's very um, fun, funny. I hope, yeah. But so, so much stuff can go wrong. That's, uh, and it will go wrong. You know? it's, it's always, life is always special. There's always something happening which never occurs. Uh, you should, really Kyle, you should tell the story of when we saw Laserpunk live. What happened? Speaking oh, of. there were some goth kids dancing, and one of them <laughs> knocked some of his equipment off the stage. And uh, it yeah. completely cut out all the music. And he said that he was surprised that it took that long <laughs> into his tour for something to go wrong. And that was the first, and I think it was the only, first and only thing to go wrong. Okay. So it happens. Oh, I mean, yeah. live show, it's a wild west. Yeah. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. yeah. Are there any videos yeah. of this drum robot? I need to see it in action. Um, there is on, on the Facebook page as a short uh, video of it. Okay. Very short. Um, things I posted some like a month ago, like the first version. I'm definitely going to have to go back and look for this video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> At what point are all members going to be robots? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. So I can stay at home and just collect the money. <laughs> planet nobody will notice because we're actually looking like robots that's the thing mm. that's a really sneaky transition there wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> one by one one by one being replaced by actual yep. robots i love it yep all right Kyle, do you have anything else you want to say add I love you and thanks for being on the show. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you Me for coming too. on. Me too. It's very fun. Um, you know, thank again, you too. Um, we'll reach back out, try and make this work again sometime. Um, thank you for mm -hmm. coming on the show. Uh, for those that are listening that thank don't you. catch it via Spotify and iTunes, this will be broadcast on Night Ride FM at some point in time. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us.